Hello everyone, welcome to Mind Podcast 68.0, your weekly source for news, views and analysis and analysis of news. This is Adit Kapadia coming to you on yet another newsy week, a hugely newsy week. And together with me are Sunanda Vashisht and Pramod Kumar Bodavalli. How are you guys doing? Good, how are you? Pretty good, good pretty good. good. So before everything, we are going to start with something that uh, dominated the news debates for an hour, I think, on one of the week and the most important event this week, Rishi Kapoor's tweets. <laughs> Anti-climax. Yes, I think we should talk about that because the news channel spent an hour on each debate talking about it. So, I mean, I think you guys are craving to know, know. what you feel about Chintu's her. This is a perfect anti-climax to what our audience is expecting. Exactly. So no, I have no views about Chintu sir's tweets. I have lots of. I have I have lots of views about his acting, and I like him as an actor, but um, I don't have any views about his. People just have too much time on their hands. I know. Like last time, I think Barkha spent time discussing his Twitter timeline. I think they spent again. Now they had a whole debate discussing a Twitter timeline. But what? But what I can tell you is, in another two minutes, you don't get to what we should do. The audience is going to come back, and you know. It's okay. With his respect, we will call this the. The Gandhi podcast Yojana, or the the Nehru Gandhi election discussion. Yes. So you sound like Shekhar Gupta. He was in fine form on NDTV when he was talking about the left. I have to say. On the, because I switch between, I have a habit, I switch between 10 channels during election analysis because I don't want to miss any quips. Why? You don't have any sources? I have sources. But, no, no, huh? but then he, they try to pretend so smart. All of a sudden what happened was they tried, uh, I think after that or just um, new program, they brought in Arun Jaitley and tried to mm-hmm. convince him mm-hmm. that online trolling was something <laughs> that should be banned or they have to do a advisory of sorts and Arun Jaitley did a googly on them. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, ignore or digest. I just, and Dhruv Jaishankar talked about this, I just find it ridiculous that journalists in India talk about censorship. We've talked about the it, written about is it. It's a this beautiful is... thing with, uh, you know, tons of bad creatures on it. But that does not mean you start censoring the basic principle on which internet was founded on. They look shaken and stirred. I, 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 have, I have written and talked about it, talked about it and written about it so much, yeah. so much since the 66A was um, happening. You know, that now I blocks. feel, I uh, know, I feel like a broken record now if I repeat everything. Mm-hmm. The fact is that journalists, India is the only country where journalists, uh, um, uh, want censorship. Yeah, I think uh, so. Another one of these, it's yeah. time to repeal 666 again, Niti Central, which is there on Mindmakers actually, because yeah. uh, after they archived the website and stuff, you know, we've uh, carried a, lo- a lot of things that what we wrote. You could go on mind.net and under Sunanda's name, you'll find this. Um, and we can she can post a link to the piece as well if you yeah. guys would be interested. In. But let's but get anyways, to the real story. Let's get to the real story. Uh, state elections in India. Uh, Assam, West Bengal, Tamil Nadu, Puducherry, and um, uh, Kerala. The the biggest story of the election was that the Rahul Gandhi wave is there in Puducherry. But he then he didn't go there. He didn't go exactly. <laughs> why is there? Exactly why is there? So the key is if Rahul Gandhi does not enter the state, they are more than likely to win it. <laughs> Or at least do con- con- commendable job. I mean, for a second, it looked that they would, they would even lose that. No, Veer, Veer Narayan Swami himself looked very perplexed. How uh-huh. they won. 
but that, that he, he wanted, no that he normally looks perplexed only he, uh, he wanted the cooperation of the center to develop pondicherry really yeah of course so the only way um, rahul gandhi can win elections is by not um, campaigning for elections gandhi ka haath because every time he campaigns bjp uh, ends up winning another 10 seats ah, another 10 seats but coming to so we'll start the story we'll go from assam we'll yeah. from assam we'll go to west bengal from west bengal we'll go to kerala and then uh, from kerala to tamil so starting with assam this is this is first of all to give you the numbers the bjp got a on two third majority with its allies the nda they got about 86 seats with the bjp um, agp and the bpf borderlands people front the the congress got about 24 seats uh, the audf uh, badruddin ajmal's party about 14 seats if i'm not mistaken and the others with two seats so th- this is why it's more very significant this was a state where bjp in the last elections the last vidhan sabha elections had a grand total of 5 mlas the agp had probably 10 or 12 mlas i'm not exactly sure and in 2014 i think the bjp raised its uh, tally to about 56 uh, i mean equivalent to 56 mlas because of the seven lok sabha a seven lok sabha seats and also at places where it came number 2 i mean they still won a couple of assembly segments here and there and uh, but but this is this why this was a unique election of course there was the migration issue there was the identity issue there was the hemanta biswa sharma factor where he was very disappointed with the congress leadership and i mean he's taken rahul gandhi to the cleaners on all tv channels but the major major issue was they learned their lessons from bihar Uh, you can go to our podcast on Bihar, where what we talked about the Bihar elections. A, they have projected a face well in advance, which was the BJP strategy from long, long time, which they had abandoned. They went for smart alliances. They had a coherent manifesto, or at least a coherent campaign idea about what they wanted to do, and all the factions infighting or something were on the same stage and put to rest. for uh, the elections and that resulted in such a historic mandate so all everything that the bjp did not do in bihar they did it in assam and th- you see the results right why is assam such a big story bjp has won elections before and bjp has lost elections before assam is such a big story because of its muslim population and why is it such a big thing because every time it had been fed to people of india that bjp is and the theme to muslims anywhere where muslims are in majority so so called muslim veto that bjp muslims of india will never vote for bjp two muslim mlas yeah, muslim and they MLAs. have one vote percentage in where muslims are in high percentages as well so they have won in places yeah. where muslims have been in high percentage where they could not have won elections only on the hindu vote right. let's put it that way they could not have won unless muslims voted for them so it's clear that muslims did vote for mm-hmm. muslims of assam did vote for um, say. so this is a huge moment for um, bjp if it wants to be a pan india party if it wants to increase itself beyond the cow belt so to speak hindi speaking um, areas i think this is And, and there is a difference between Assamese Muslims and Bengali Muslims. Absolutely. We have to see and disseminate it further hmm. to see what percentage. Generally, Bengali Muslims have tended to go towards the Congress. Congress. Then, uh, with the formation of AIUDF, hmm. that vote then moved towards the AIUF and uh, mass. Now, this election, whether that division is visible or not, we have to see that. And two quick points. First, not just Assam. In Malda district, BJP won an MLA seat in West Bengal, which is right. a 52% or 54%, 52 to 54% Muslim populated district. Second thing, and this is the most curious part, I thought. First of all, you have to understand that Congress was in power in three three times in the state, and you know, Pranay Roy kept saying this might be a lamppost election, stuff like that, and it was Congress's to lose. 
they were reduced to 24 seats but the dichotomy in congress which was manifest which manifested itself in the tv studios where you had the some delhi commentators like manishankar ayer and singhvi and others saying that they should have gone for an alliance with badruddin ajman Whereas Gogoi called him a communal force, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. and Tarun Gogoi did not want to go because he thought that it would have uh, had reverse polarization because he is a communal leader, Badruddin Ajmal. The kind of statements he makes and so forth. And although I must say, if you see his interview in the Hindu after the BJP has won, it would shock you. He's almost reconciliatory in parts. Maybe because he lost his own seat. <laughs> Who knows? It's amazing that he was uh, he was defeated by a Congress. Uh, uh, yeah, but my point was that you had Manishankar Iyer and others saying that we will do whatever it takes to defeat the BJP and the local chieftain which is Tarun Gogoi said that no Bajuruddin Ajmal would have probably resulted in BJP getting a higher mandate and that shows such a disconnect in the ground that is their intent Janpat. But, but, but Gogoi was right because if that would happen, would have happened, this, this percentage would have gone up to 55% minimum because of the polarization of the Hindus and the nationalistic Muslim elements in the uh, general population also. Mm. And Gogoi was right. But what happens is that uh, the master strategies that they had in the last moment, Himanta Biswa Sharma knew exactly what uh, are the chinks in the armor of oh, the yeah. Congress also. Absolutely. And that is what that is the biggest victory for the BJP is to get him on board. And how how, and do how? You, how do you pacify him now? How do you keep him happy is going to be a big the challenge. The biggest victory was to get him on the board and convince him that he will not be the chief ministerial candidate. Right, right. And he will be working but, under Sarbananda. But, uh, but, but the good thing is, Sarbananda might be reconciled to the factor that eventually Himanta might become the CM and uh, there might be a chance for... Or Sarbananda. somebody will move to the center. Himanta might move to the center. Himanta uh, knew that in Congress there was never a chance. Yeah. No, but what is interesting, I, what I liked about BJP's um, campaign this time was that they didn't, they didn't do any ambiguity, like unlike Bihar. Uh, we will see after the elections, we will do even Himanta, even much before the elections, when he had joined and when he was campaigning, he very clearly said, I am not the chief ministerial candidate, Sarbananda is, I am just waiting, you know, running this election to defeat Congress. There was no ambiguity whatsoever. And that is how this is a textbook how case of how elections but should Sarbananda be. needs all the help he has yes. no experience in oh government. absolutely he needs uh, Himanta by his side Ramendra yeah, yeah, yeah. and all those senior MPs and what is what seen. is interesting is and I keep this is such a fascinating part of Asami's uh, thing to me that now AGP leader Prafala Mohanta is going to be either in the cabinet or he is going to and people of your generation and my generation will remember how Prafala Mohanta came to power. All three came minister. from the student agitation. All three came All from three. the student. Himanta yes. Biswas, uh, Sarbananda and Prafulla. And, and, and don't forget Jalukbari, the constituency that Hemanta won from is the heartland of the ASU. Gauhati yes. University is in Jalukbari and he won it by 75,000 or no this time by 90,000 Apparently something. never even um, campaigned there or hardly two campaigned. Hours, two or hours, hardly campaigned. Something like that. Another important point which a lot of anchors forgot and I would like to, um, I know I disagree with Ravish on a lot of things but he had a very interesting show on the role of the RSS in yeah. the in BJP's win in Assam. Now of course he had his own slants inserted in them and I don't agree with everything he said but this is a very important factor. The RSS has been, been in Assam since 1946 according to the professor there and you cannot discount the, uh, the role of that. So when I said a seamless campaign 
you did not have the factionalism between the RSS and the BJP or the RSS mm. colors. So the you had the RSS. Bonafide RSS victory for sure. No, so you had the RSS, the BPF, the AGP, the BJP. What is more All interesting? Working together. What is more interesting, Adit, is that even though RSS contributed a lot to it, but none of the top leaders are from RSS. <laughs> the top leaders are imports from, from uh, AG AGP. But that is also. Which is so. The mm. fact that they were so seamlessly working together is what contributed to this spectacular win. Mm. That they did not have any ego issues or anything. Oh, he's not a swam saver. We cannot, he does not understand the um, ethos of a Carter based party because all of them, uh, Sarbananda came just five years ago to BJP and um, Hemanta just five months, months, ago. five months ago. So for them now to be working with this RSS Carter or this entire thing is. is Pretty fascinating. No, not just that, even their MPs, old MMA, Bajaj Chakraborty was they're initially all, they're with the BJP yeah, yeah, and then yeah, came yeah. to the BJP. But you everyone to, comes from that student politics laboratory in Assam. No, and also you have to understand that you know we, we this was a mandate for development and so forth, but this was also a mandate with the angry Assamese voter coming out against illegal immigration yeah. as well. That was a big issue. Now you had people on Twitter today trying to trivialize it, but it was not a trivial. This issue. was not an. I can very clearly say this and I don't mind getting trolled for it but facts will remain facts this was not a mandate for um, you know development no, or something development. no this was not a mandate for of course other things will come um, this thing this was a mandate against illegal immigration there is no other way to um, describe it and i have to admit here that um, bjp has been talking about illegal immigration for a long time now what they do now is the thing now is, is where they'll be put on spot there is a registration process that the yeah. congress you have to give them a little bit of credit at least in the fag end they realized Tarun Gogoi did realize that this was going to be too big of a problem to handle yeah. they did initiate the process it was not completed by the way because again, you, they wanted to reap the benefits of the illegals voting in their favor. Yeah. <coughs> that is why Congress becomes such that a... That is why it became uh, such a mess. The, the dichotomy of this, that's what I was saying. So you have people like Manishankar here who don't give two hoots about anything. They want to ally with anyone. How bad, how must be, just to defeat the BJP. Because Manishankar Iyer does not have to win elections. No, no, I, I'm, no, 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 I'm yeah. coming to, no, 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 I'm coming to that. But then you have Tarun Gogoi saying this. But then we come to the same po uh, problem that I mentioned in the last podcast about this Nehruvian model of bottom line not letting go of the power from your family. So he wanted to keep his seat warm for his son. See, armchair politicians and real politicians who are out there, this thing was brought out so beautifully in huh. this wonderful piece by MJ Akbar yesterday, yeah. which talked about communists really. Huh. And he said that Jyoti Basu never ever would commit the cardinal sin of going along yeah. with, um, with Congress. Congress. But Comrade Yachuri did. And you know what the difference is Jyoti Basu has never lost an election in his life. Comrade Yachuri no. has never won an election and, 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 in his no, life. And but I loved MJ Akbar's piece. But Jyoti Basu ka bhi thoda complexi tha. Like Pr Pramod Mahajan beautifully put in that intervention. He did not mind Congress as long as it was outside the front but supporting the front. No, that's so, what I'm saying. But, Yachuri ka difference hai. Congress should be inside the front yet supporting the front. No, but he was not um, um, Jyoti Basu would never go along. He would care for the perception on the ground because he yes. had to go and fight the elections but and win the vote. 
still went with the Congress support in 1996. In the center. In the, but he did. In the center, not in Bengal. Not, not, in, not in, in Bengal. Because he was in power in Bengal. See, you also have to admit, Jyoti Basu never faced a crisis like but the left faced in Bengal. Alan, but your strength for communists comes from the states. Few states yeah. remain. I, I, I so agree with you. Nobody will care about the Again, communists except for... I Indiana. agree with you. The left and Congress was a completely ridiculous alliance. I just don't like this deification of Jyoti Basu. Nobody I think is was, deifying Jyoti I, Basu. We are only talking about the disconnect between Delhi leaders and the real regional Absolutely. satraps who are there. That's all we're talking no, about. No, no. I'll be the last person to deify a communist. No, no, so I'm not talking about you. No, 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 I, I, even M. Jagbar. I agree. No, no, no. M. Jagbar would be I, the last I, person. I'm not deify. talking about deification of him. I'm talking about a deification of his political acumen. That I'm saying that when chance came, Jyoti Basu was an opportunist too. But when it came to a state election, I agree with you. He knew when to draw the line. Yeah, huh. If that's what you're I, talking no, about. No, and I, I agree with Sunandaji on a major point is. And that's where the confluence of an RSS ideologue and a communist ideologue happens all the time is you stick to your ideology till the end, like we are such yeah. mm. or other people who have, whether they are in power or not, they couldn't care. Yeah. They will stick to their thought process Correct. until the very end. Then mm. that is what gives respect. Yeah. You know, Sitaram Yechuri, Brinda Karat yeah. and all of these. Uh, and, 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 and absolutely, yeah. I agree. In 1989, you had the BJP and left supporting the government in the center. Yeah. So it's not like it's not been done before, but they knew where to draw the line. So there, and of course, there is no comparison between Sitaram Yechuri and Jyoti Basu. If you really want to compare Jyoti Basu, you probably can compare him to Buddhadev Bhattacharji <coughs> and how he lost the 2011 yeah. election. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, coming back. No, to coming Assam. back. No, no, no. Now we have to go to Bengal. No, but, we have but, but, but this is what you said about this dichotomy between people who don't want to win the elections and people who have won elections. That's why the the character of Digvijay Singh confuses me the most. He was a chief minister and who won election. two elections and stuff like that. And then he, he lost two and he's, then he lost it after he lost <laughs> elections. And God knows what he says. Because No, because he took a... Do you know that when he lost election, he took this uh, self-proclaimed... Exile, I know. I know. That I am not going to win elections. And then he came back to the Rajya Sabha from Uttar Pradesh. Right? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. So his, his is a curious case. That, that's what I said. The, you know the curious case of Digvijay Singh. But the terminal decline of uh, Congress state leaders started happen happening with the ascendancy of Sonia Gandhi also. Yeah. At least until 98-99 uh, I still remember oh. that 10 to 15 states had state le leaders of various communities. Mm. Where stature. They had stature of commanding a region, even mm. in Uttar Pradesh for mm. that matter, mm. or Andhra Pradesh, mm. or these big forts. Mm. Now that has gone, even Madhya Pradesh where they had Kamal Nath, mm. where they had at least Digvijay Singh, four or five uh, mm. leaders, finished. are all finished now. Also, but coming to West Bengal now, uh, when we are talking about Jyoti Basu, one thing he did say, though, he regretted being not being the Prime Minister, uh, not going against the party, like Somnath Chatterjee did. So that is another curious yeah. case also. Plus, Jyoti Basu did not have a real, Mamta Banerjee was not the challenger she was Dead. in 2006. Yeah. So that was another reason also why Jyoti Basu could afford not to go up with the Congress. So th that's when I said, you know, that I, I agree with what 95% of what MJ said, but like we were talking about Nehru, like what he said, Nehru did not have an opponent. So he could afford to be a statesman. So Jyoti Basu did not really have an opponent. So he could he could afford to be seeped in his ideology or something. But when probably a, an opponent came or something, God knows what decision he might have taken. So that's anyways. One understands that people who, as Pramod said, people who come from the older stock, they were more 
loyal to the ideology. Probably. That's all one can say. Ah, probably. But then you, somebody told me another thing that in 1977 there was a uh, you know understanding and stuff like that also. And how the CPI reacted to the emergency was completely different from what the CPM, what MJ mentioned also. Yeah. That was geopolitics. <clears throat> uh, till 1969 mm. uh, or 67-69 time frame, the Congress also never needed the communists. But mm. since India needed Soviet uh -huh. Union, you had to co-opt your um, set of leadership and uh, the 19, from the 1970s onwards, all the way till even today, mm. the Congress and communists have become an into an inextricable partnership that has uh, now doomed. No, he, MJ used a beautiful word called Indira Gandhi wanted it to be the communist to be a rather shade of pink, so yeah. <laughs> rather than red. So, yeah. but anyways, coming to West Bengal because we are running out of time. Um, amazing victory for Mamta Banerjee. I mean, there is just no two ways about it. And because we were talking about the communists, I mean, this would almost be the first part was like kind of about West Bengal. We transitioned it without without knowing without knowing it. So, uh, I mean, she won uh, what percent of the vote she won? 45.8%. In a tripolar contest. I mean, really, yeah. BJ, I, I use the word tripolar because BJP got about 10% uh, 10, 10 to 10 12% of the vote as 10. well. 10.8% of the vote. Uh, yes. With Congress about 12%, left about 27%. So, I mean, you have to essentially, essentially add Congress and left, which is yeah. about uh, 30, uh, 39%, yeah. right? 30, but, but this is the curious part, right, about the West Bengal elections. The, the, the BJP, even though it got about 10.8%, it only got three seats and the other three went to the Gorkha Janmukti Morcha, which yeah. is in Darjeeling, that part which you more or less were certain to go to them um, they did not get more and the congress only won 12 percent of the vote and got about uh, 40 odd seats 44, 44 seats. seats and left is at the third place, third place in west th bengal now with 33 seats i am more or less convinced that bjp should take the position of the left in west bengal if they if they actually plan their campaign right for the next elections if you look at the results right now they are the primary opposition i mean they, not now but they could be the primary the, opposition see, party congress is in the smatterings of north bengal where the malda murshidabad the 24 paragraphs all those Wherever districts Muslim, uh, majority, majority. Yes. and adhir ranjan Chaudhary and all those leaders are there you know the, the they, they 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 uh, stalwarts is too big of a word but yes yeah, let's put it that way no but they won about four or five uh, mps also in the mamata wave in the last Lok Sabha mm. election. But the curious part is Mamata Banerjee almost picked up the 6% that BJP lost. You could say that from the Lok Sabha. BJP had 17.2% of the election and they, 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 they lost that 6% and they should have been gaining. They should have done what they did in Kerala, which we'll come to in the next segment. See, my problem always has been, Adit, I don't, and I know everyone, all psychologists do it and you do it too. I find it very troubling to uh, compare Lok Sabha elections to assembly elections and assembly elections to Lok Sabha elections. I think we should always compare assembly election to the last assembly election and um, Lok Sabha election to the Lok Sabha election because people vote differently I in agree. Uh, Lok Sabha I, and I, I, I agree. is a science. Yeah. If you do a science after every five years, it won't I, help. Okay, let right, me put I it this way, Sunanda. Let, <laughs> let me put it this way, Sunanda. In 2011, you had the Anna Hazare movement and the BJP was going into uh, uh, elections then. Then you had the 2014 election, which was a watershed moment in Indian politics. It refreshed the benchmarks that the BJP set. Yeah. So what benchmark do you put the BJP at West Bengal? You have to put it the benchmark they achieved. In uh, even in, though it in is the Lok Sabha, Lok Sabha, they have to because they, I mean, but you also have to admit but Lok Sabha that Lok Sabha had leadership, uh, assembly does not. Yeah. 
Before we get to our uh, next topic, um, I do want to say that this is MindMakers production. This Mind podcast is brought to you by the MindMakers team. This uh, podcast is produced and edited by Adit Kapadia with the help of our team in India. The panelists for the um, podcast are Adit Kapadia, Pramod Kumar Buravalli and Sunanda Vashish, which is me. So normally, Sunanda, I would agree with you. And that's what I said for Assam also. And if you compare it to the last elections, assembly elections, no doubt about it that BJP has done extremely well uh, compared to that. But then, you know, you have the case of Bihar. Would you also compare the last assembly elections where they had the best strike rate and got 91 out of 102? But then that was also because um, of the alliance. Alliance. Precisely my point. That's what I'm saying. So circumstances change. Mm. So the last Bihar elections, they had uh, the center was, you know, not performing that well and stuff and in fact that came that was the first shot in the arm they got after the 2009 debacle yeah. so in Bengal what was different was that this time people had thought that for the first time because Congress was always reduced to that pocket after the left in the in the Calcutta region and so forth you could have a potential alternative to the Trinamool Congress but since that they made their gains in 2014 17.2% of the vote they have not really consolidated it uh, uh, to to that, at least one would expect them to retain that vote. Yeah. If not, not lose six percent. Six percent is a huge number, and the same problem that happened in Tamil Nadu as well. Same problem. Yeah. So we're and which we're coming to that. The NDA strategy there was bizarre. <clears throat> not going into any alliance and stuff. So, but I think they realized very late that potentially there could they could you know come make a r- relative bang in the Beng- West Bengal elections. In the I think no Bengal. I think. Um, they what Bengal BJP needs is very very tall credible leaders. We outside of Bengal might think of Mamta as this left of left nutcase, which I personally think, and which I personally think that oh my God, there is uh, Bengal has gone from um, uh, fire to the frying pan. But that is not what a lot of Bengalis feel when I talk to them. Lot of Bengalis feel that. They are completely committed to uh, Mamta at the moment. Whether it is because of the entire struggle she put up in, against um, left, which is the stuff legends are made up of, we cannot uh, deny that, or the little bit of um, progress that has come to a Western and, and a bit of caution, okay, here. Uh, I, I do think Mamta is left of left, and I disagree with her on anything. But the last thing you want to do is undermine the amount of support and vote she gets, okay? Yeah. I have been in a state where we. We kept electing a chief minister and everybody thought we were right in nut cases yeah. okay and what that happened was we were like Bharat, you know we were like how dare you uh, question, I, yeah, us. question us i mean it is our choice whatever it is when narendra modi was the cm everyone uh, i remember in 2007 when he got re-elected sagarika ghosh said is this the gujarati shivsena that Gujarati is only like and no one else in India likes uh, stuff like that. So don't, the last thing you should make the mistake of is undermining ke, are why, you know. No, 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 is undermining the fact is. No, no, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. I'm agreeing she with you. She is the tallest leader right now yes. and BJP needs um, leaders of stature. A lot of state leaders are not really what they should and, be and to I, stand up to Mamta. First, I'll, I'll let you come in Pramod. But you know, first I would like to qualify that I disagree with her on the things she does, appeasement politics and her economic stuff has not been up to the mark and the kind of statement she's made freedom of expression is concerned i have a lot of disagreements with her but the bottom line is 214 seats to go from a left-based society and an economy both socially politically and economically to even to try to become a centrist 
of dispensation mm. is very difficult. And look at time. the look at the problem India is facing. Mm. We were completely a leftist bastion from the 1970 till the 1990. Mm. It has taken 25 years as a country of 1.3 billion people to try to become a little bit left, <laughs> left of center. We are not even centrist yet. No, no. It's yeah, still yeah. a welfare state. Yeah, we yeah. can't. Absolutely. It will never become because of the number numbers involved. It's yeah. such a huge population. Absolutely. The same difficulty that India faces at as a big geographical entity. Macrocosm level. Uh, West Bengal is going to face because. there is no way industry is going to get attracted to come and set up shop there is no way a state that has seen 35 years of left rule uh, all of a sudden uh, lead to so many of these uh, businessmen small and medium sized business entrepreneurs <coughs> want to set up shop because trade unionism is embedded in the mindset mm-hmm. of bengalis with that mindset you cannot take have years a startup years, yeah. so that lady has gone through a tough, tough. time to at least try to bring it to a semblance of left nationalism which yeah. is not anti india yeah and the leftist of the bengal of the yore were a little bit veering towards being very pro chinese you cannot blame that same thing on mamta banerjee no. you can say she is ambivalent towards islamic uh, Fund- uh, some <laughs> fundamentalism you can say that that mm. is true but at the same time the lady cannot be accused of being a sell out to bangladesh or sell out to uh, anti india forces or calling china her fatherland she won't she is extremely nationalistic she is personally also a very big believer in hinduism but th- there is a difficulty in that land of bengal and it will take a lot of time and one thing i'll and admire about her she is pugnacious i mean She will she not fights and takes it on this. That I, is how left has to be dealt with. Venezuela today is begging on the street. Hmm. By the time any new leadership takes over hmm. and try finished. to re- rise to reform it, it will be twenty twenty five years. And I have to admit, Sunanda, yeah. there is a sort of a psychological romanticism associated with street politicians who take the fight out of the streets, go and campaign and stuff that existed with Vasundhara Raja, Narendra Modi, Mamata Banerjee, Jayalalitha. Jayalalitha. So, although Jayalalitha was rarely seen in the campaigns, but so, she takes the fight. But she street. takes the fights. to the street and they all of them have come down with the chips were down and have bounced back i mean mamata banerji you know she she was known as uh, i think she defeated somnath chatterjee somnath right chatterjee. that was the the, 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 the giant killer was giant killer yeah yes, yeah, yeah that yeah, was her yeah. first event she was in the congress and people and, have known mamata banerji to be coming from uh, bengal with bandaged head all over and arm in um, you know this um, all bandaged and all you know so injured and everything with because that is where in, she was fighting in, on in, the streets in 2019 it is going to be a formidable coalition of nitish kumar navin patnaik chandrababu naidu jayalalitha mamta banerjee and possibly one from up to give competition to the bjp you cannot deny the fact that they will call us together under whose leadership we don't know yet i am coming to where that there might be a little problem in that and we are you know running out of time again so we have to jump on tamil nadu and kerala and okay. uh, i'm going to we will talk about that simultaneously and i'll tell you why we'll uh, we'll talk about different um, uh, aspects of both of them especially and i think you should give a few minutes to talk about the entire the political implications oh, of national national picture mm-hmm. no definitely yeah. but you know mamta banerjee ka that's the thing what we said that yeah. can't deny the verdict that she's got um Let's come to Kerala first, and then Tamil Nadu. I, I don't know the order I said when we started the podcast, so but Kerala. sure. Um, yeah, it's so fine. Ha, so Kerala first. Um, Kerala was a unique election this time. You had the LDF coming completely smoking the UDF. They got about ninety odd seats, right? Ninety one LDF and forty seven UDF. And and I don't know if the Congress got less seats than the Muslim League. 
but i think that was something something like that happened. yeah i'll have to i'll have to come up with the exact number but um uh, bjp and this is the biggest story of the kerala election in if uh, and uh, if i may say so because the bjp had been about 10% in the, in the lok sabha elections and together the, uh, by themselves they're about 10.9 or 11% but with the bjds uh, the bharatiya Jan- janadharma sena or something i forget the name with velapapalli nartesan's party they're about 15% which and is amazing they, and, and they with them with ck janu and other parties and they won one seat in nemam uh, against all odds o rajagopal uh, veteran of Finally. many battles mm. 12 electoral battles if i'm not mistaken yeah. won the seat uh, i'm talking about by polls lok sabha and everything and uh, also manjeshwar 89 votes that's yeah. what they lost by k surendran and there was another surendra chap who won 470 votes so i don't know if there no, is they gave a, they put up a tough fight in kerala and um, kerala has kerala has actually replaced uh, bengal when it comes to violence now uh the violence the kind of violence we used to see in bengal which bengal was known for has completely replaced to uh, because wherever left is in power or is um anywhere in a position of strength there will be violence because left and violence you cannot delineate they have to be together so the violence that rss workers have been seeing in um even uh, after the elections even after the elections yesterday you saw i mean amit shah tweeted about someone to do tragically lost his life yeah. it is ridiculous what is happening there but the vote share in um kerala is phenomenally interesting ldf has 43.1% UDF has 38.8% and BJP has 40 14.7 which is 15% of the vote share you have to understand another thing uh, kerala elections have not been this like there has never been a 5% or something in a long time the last time the difference was like 0.9 or 1% and mm. usually they are very close between close. the coalitions and very narrow margins but the BJP has a third player and uh, much to the uh, disdain of n ram who kept predicting on tv the day before an exit poll that bjp i don't see you know it happening in kerala now um, he was you know of course afraid about his communist friends in but bengal bjp kerala, is in a great position in kerala as i see it no but this is the thing this is uh, th- this is almost the, where they got about uh, the gains they made in andhra pradesh in 98 or in karnataka where they went from 4 seats to 110 seats in the assembly and in power they have to aspire for something in kerala again a kerala campaign as well there was a phenomenal uh, uh, what you say uh, outreach by them they did not make the same mistakes as west bengal but yeah pramod you want to make a point it it boils down to a leadership from the center trying to bring peace between the azavas and the nayars yeah these are the two dominant communities 15% and 25% so about 40% is a huge chunk mm. till date the bjp has always had nayar leadership coach mm. rajgopal is a nayar and others are nayars and the azavas have always voted for the communists this has been the trend <coughs> the nayars now have to coalesce around a azava potentially azava leadership happening because this next 5 years is going to be extremely brutal as they say in south india a communist even if you give him a white handkerchief he'll make it into a red because he'll kill somebody to <laughs> plant a party flag yeah. that's how brutal they brutal are so the next 5 years unfortunately for the land of adi shankara yeah. is going to be extremely uh, brutal for us uh, rss and uh, bjp workers i hope they and the bigger fight they put more uh, violence there will be and uh, that is what i i feel very uh, um, anxious about but then 
this time around they have to consolidate that they have not been able to talk about it i have known uh, growing up uh, in south india that the atrocities that are committed on rss cadres but they even after uh, taking such a hit they don't talk about it advaita kala has done an excellent job by uh, uh, taking that forward such things have to happen and become part of the uh, day to day um, on mind makers we have covered it in much detail and i would urge people to read um, you know anjali, george anjali george's piece on kanoor and she has talked about leftist violence from the beginning you know since 1947 it is just but uh, and just to clarify the congress got 22 seats and the muslim league got 18 seats so congress got there is still a chance very good chance that bjp might come to power in kerala even with the hindu population just being at 55% the nationalistic elements within the islamic and the christian community also if they can coalesce around even if you get just 30% of the vote from yeah. 15 to 30 is definite definitely possible they will certainly win the election next time so that is the story of kerala what bjp does in 2021 and more importantly in 2019 because i sunanda's point does have a uh, i mean you know there is a merit in that that people do vote differently in assembly elections and state mm. elections but when your party is expanding its geographical footprint you want that gains you made in the uh, lok sabha elections to carry to the assembly elections yeah. and you know hopefully that threshold so now and another point we should not forget rss is a formidable organization in kerala the reason why i mentioned it is it does not necessarily have the same extent of organization in tamil nadu as it has in kerala i don't think it has much organization in tamil nadu at all probably it does no, it has no, parties no it no, has in pockets i'll tell you wherever there's a strong leader i, I can i keep saying this mm. they're never coming back to power because they will go like a juggernaut yeah in the end they'll start realizing that they need their help as an ally yeah. they slow down their campaign they would have increased their vote share just like what he said on mm. west bengal they did have a chance to go up to 15 to 20% back again between could that have, 70 yeah. could have oscillated but they slowed it down mm. put all the state leaders under discomfort all mm. they they would have invested in doing research on certain uh, districts and they are now going to be held back because they need trinamool support this is quintessential bjp yeah. congress central strategy always ki mm-hmm. you know if the ally is a strong ally mm-hmm. he would he would he or she would anyway come to the center for some yeah, yeah, something yeah, yeah, or the yeah, other yeah, projects yeah. ke liye will gst ke liye now certainly gst will pass here she announced support so on yeah. the next day and everybody knows the personal equation between jayalalitha and narendra modi that is just good. did not come out because of this election now it will come out more yeah. in the open yeah, now the election in fact i am of the opinion that first of all jayalalitha for the first time she uh, stopped the revolving door of tamil nadu politics after mgr after mgr because mgr about, was the only person to be elected twice to be elected so twice. after 32 years um jayalalitha scripted history and shashank actually said and i must give him credit he was a mind maker scholar shashank davangere who called the tamil nadu in april absolutely right in april that yeah, in april and and yashwant deshmukh of sea voter in his exit polls where everyone got it. what was curious is tam admk has a very strong base in tamil nadu about 38 3% and dmk got absolutely battered in the last elections like mm. 20 odd seats so for them to make it to a point it was a very very big J- jump dmk did quite well in this election by the way it uh, they, they didn't win but they did quite well if you consider i'm going to let promote come in here just in a minute no i just want to give the vote share hmm. aia dmk is although i don't know why they are all india dmk because they are I only in so tamil nadu no no but they do sometimes and, and in um 
DMK plus Congress, yes. But what a lot but of Congress people, didn't do very well in uh, Congress got eight seats. But yeah. what, a lot, what a lot of people says is DMK gave them forty one seats, and those forty one uh, should not have been given the seat distribution. Yeah. Congress probably should have gotten twenty seats or something, and that's when DMK could have had a probably a fighting chance. So uh, they erred on that alliance, but. So I don't know why Karnanidhi went for that. And people, I mean, this was as close as it gets. An election, one and a half percent. What was very intriguing is BJP got only two to three percent of the vote, and they did not go in an alliance with the PMK. The PMK got about. Uh, nobody went into an alliance with them. It's the other way around. But it's PMK Ramadas lost. No, it is the other no. way around. Uh-huh. They had a good alliance going into 2014, 2014. elections. Everybody went away because. Uh, DMDK chief uh, Vijay Kant insisted that he was going to be projected as the NDA chief ministerial candidate uh-huh. and knowing the the state of uh, spirited uh, being that he lives <laughs> in and the spirits around him <laughs> BJP decided to distance uh, themselves so, from him and uh, so are they closer to the villi as Vijay Kant said no? Vijay Kant no. lost no no I know Vijay Kant, but Vijay Kant called Amma they, the villi they have know. a very big potential ally coming up in AI day so this is, what is who does what, so th- this is the interesting part I wanted to come to. I wanted to give the um, seat uh, yeah. for the benefit of our this thing. AIA DMK 134 seats, DMK plus Congress 98. Mm. That's it. That's it. Uh, two more seats are yet to be polled. So that's a, another curious thing. None of the others got any seats. No. <laughs> zero, 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 zero. At one point, I thought BJP was uh, trying to get one in Point uh, South, but right. they lost by like 20, 30,000 votes. 20, so it's 134 to AI DMK, 98 to DMK. And plus nine, uh, 134 to DMK, 8 to Congress, 90 to DMK. Only three parties. Goes to show so that. PMK that won nothing, DMDAK plus one nothing, and others won. The possibility of uh, uh, Tamil Nadu turning into just like West Bengal for the yeah. next 10-15 uh, years until the time You know uh, what I'm interested in though is I'm interested in 2019 because um, um, uh, you know uh, Amma is not very well that's what people say so she might not go in for the third election and DMK has a, a problem as well no, so Stalin I, I so I don't something. know no, in 2019 Karnanidhi is not going to be the chief ministerial uh, candidate I, I, in 2019 I, 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 <laughs> I can no, say no no in 2021 2019 is a Lok Sabha Karnanidhi will be a very young 98 at that point so he's not going to be what about Ajutan, what about Fidel Castro see we will not talk about V.S. Ajutanandan like that Sitaram Yechuri has called him the Fidel Castro. We will call him Fidel Castro. Right? Yeah, so he will take uh, all crumbling. Is, is, is Pindray Vijay and Rahul Castro? I think so. And was Jyoti Basu Hugo Chavez? Uh, yeah, because that's what he brought, where he brought Bengal to. And um, <laughs> Kerala is Cuba. <laughs> the joke of the century is that communism is dying everywhere else except in Kerala. Yeah. 
no but so and jnu of course jnu jnu is the epitome of kerala no yeah. nee but what i wanted to ask and this is very interesting so bjp has its strong pockets in tamil nadu and i say strong with a very um, you know thing very very uh, uh, in generous terms in nilgiri koyamthur uh kanyakumari and another seat you know nagar coil also no no that is kanyakumari is nagar coil same area so about four lok sabha seats is what they won uh, even at their highest point in 1999 ha, in alliance with dmk they were they had an alliance with dmk and pmk and uh, bjp so they used to there was actually very interesting point trivia pmk would never be on the losing side till the 2009 elections they would always switch alliances every election there is always history is always made from somewhere ah, but they are a caste based party that is only in northern tamil nadu banniyar yeah. very tiny small so but no they in 2009 they went with amma and then they lost in 2014 they went with bjp and only ramadas won his own seat my point being is will amma because of the very 1% difference between uh, admk and dmk which might probably get even a closer during the lok sabha go for an alliance with the bjp because one would tend to think in in the lok sabha election bjp would probably do a little better than what they did right now it depends on her health like she is saying yeah, there is some serious well, problem yeah. that uh, public has not been mm. uh, told of i think she has to recover fully from that ailment yeah. and stalin will give a run for her money and, and at, the, at the risk of sounding away. completely crazy could we rule out a stalin bjp alliance you can't uh, that's exactly my point stalin is entirely different from karunanidhi he is not a and, and he is, he is, he is a, does he not uh, i think what is going to happen in 2021 is we might move from dravidian politics which we already have in tamil nadu i mean there is no dravidian politics is dead for, i mean other than the names that these parties carry so uh, i think we'll move from dravidian politics they might just uh, become more open to bmk uh, alliance also with karunanidhi i don't know if it was because of murasoli maran or that that time in the 1999 yeah. no, because he was more amenable and uh, was easy to sit with instead of jayalalitha you know vajpayee's pet no and you had the blunder of jayalalitha na he pulled the support right. out and right. stuff right. like that but uh, um, and you never know because dr swami is now playing a prominent role in the center <laughs> and his equation with jayalalitha is at an abysmally low level so you these are very big yes. dynamics again if you, if you know of any other parties that dr swami is going to throw please let us know promote uh-huh. any tea parties any no, i didn't say that it could be dinner party Okay. But one thing I have to mention every time I talk about Tamil Nadu and this man who you will remember um PR Manga um, Ranga Kumar Mangalam Kumar Mangalam I just miss him so much I mean we talk about Piyush Goel right now as a phenomenal power minister but Ranga in Vajpayee government as power minister I remember him being so articulate and so wonderful that he died only at the age of 48 he would have been such a perfect face uh, for BJP in Tamil Nadu sister Lalita Kumar Mangalam the chairperson of the NCW yes so so she 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 has a lot of potential but then the thing that happens in Tamil Nadu is that uh, all these 50 60 years they have bred and b- bought brought up on the tamil identity now how tamil nationalism which is again hindutva it is it tamilian uh, nationalism was not anti hindutva unfortunately because of periyar and mm. so many different social things that had happened pre independence also they descended into becoming anti hindutva if somehow jayalalitha just like uh, uh stalin both of them try to subsume their tamil nationalism into indian nationalism It which is, is very likely with jayalalitha uh, with jayalalitha it's quite likely it might be a competitive uh, uh, subsuming <laughs> of nationalism yeah. because stalin is no pushover by the way he is not very interesting 
ஒரு <laughs> So now we're going to talk about the national picture. Mm. And uh, by the way, we forgot to talk about Pondicherry and Puducherry on how Congress actually wrested power back from the All India NR Congress. That's because you're so biased against Congress. You never talk about Congress. Well, you I, have I to pick them. Yeah. You I, have to I, talk I, about them. But then this Congress might still split into several different uh-huh. Congresses and ally with uh-huh. your AI. But see, I, I, my bias is stop in Kerala because I don't know which Congress to feel biased against. <laughs> there are just so many of them. <laughs> no, but um, coming to the na- national picture that you said, there is there are two things that can be completely completely uh, saying after that it has strengthened bjp in a big way and uh, it has given a short an arm to uh, narendra modi i believe that uh, there is a cabinet reshuffle on the cards so something that he could not do after bihar and delhi and uh, so he feels in a Some position of strength interesting thing that hemanto is very popular in the northeast and he campaigned for bjp in some of the bipoles that happened and bjp won those two bipoles hmm. um i forgot where they were but are you yeah. saying he'll be sent to the center so that sarvandas uh, this thing will be clear for a few years so i can... think so but himanta they have to bring him to center be, he's going to be used as a campaign face in the northeast when yeah. the elections come take place but now you have to uh, one second uh, you have to, uh, congress is in power in about six or seven states i six guess states. and if you count bihar uh, where it's uh, at a the fag end but yeah the alliance उसमे दे आर लाइकली टू यूज हिमाचल overall picture as i said is that bjp has strengthened itself congress has decimated itself unless congress finds something to rejuvenate itself or do something it just isn't um, uh, you know there is not much that can be said about congress yeah there will be a lot of legislation that will get passed i think without rajya sabha seats coming to their uh, own kitty with these potential uh, numbers coming in from even trinamool congress and uh, aidmk you have the possibility of gst you have possibility of several other legislations that are uh, key to be taken up yeah. now the pressure is back on modi by the way the more he wins the more, more jobs pressure. he has to create the more economic development has to be showcased the more uh, india uh, becomes uh, so unipolar you know yeah. it was bipolar now it is unipolar that means the entire blame will be now back on to bjp, BJP. to de- deliver 
that will also mean that the opposition will be combined in big way as you said there will be this what federal front or third front or nonsensical front but that will come up this is what i was saying and that that point i said that this is very disagree where mamta and jayalalitha might not be on the same page what we were talking about in tamil nadu that jayalalitha may actually need to go to an alliance with bjp because she does have an opposition in tamil nadu in form of stand Mamata does not have an opposition in West Bengal so she can stay and you know do whatever the heck she wants there another thing is you have to also understand is Navin Patnaik Navin Patnaik ka kya hai ki he can he, he, I don't know if he wants to go beyond Orissa right so I don't know if he wants to be a leader of the federal front he can get his Uh, chunk or chunk of seats or whatever and then be be in a better position to talk with the center mm-hmm. and don't forget bjp uh, in orissa won 10 mlas last time and did win one lok sabha i have a feeling that in 2019 bjp is going to come big time in orissa and they are going to start a strong campaign against there because doesn't congress seem to be any in any entire incumbency against navin no because there is no opponent mm. congress had jb patnaik you know fighting i mean you passed away right now but congress is no uh, leaders there who knows there are some congress uh, who knows where the congress leaders will go uh, you had this chap uh, pyari mohan mohapatra who who just finished his rajya sabha tenure mm. who was a rebel thing he has his ojp or something like that ojd i don't know his party i don't know if he's going to go into an alliance with bjp no, leadership will emerge see i'll tell you uh, the danger with uh, yeah just one point yeah. i think also this time probably bjp might not have done the alliance with his party or in that way also because they were not sure if they need navin in the center or not yeah. now with them being relatively confident and knowing that navin is sweeping the state they made a smart alliance in odisha again next year becomes a big uh, game changer although the first two years um, yeah, modi has held on next year is up next year is uh, karnataka there is and karnataka is 2018 ha uh, mm-hmm. uh, 2018 but then the, the election uh, uh winds will start to blowing towards that but then next year you have madhya pradesh chatisgarh and others also coming up uh, into an election mode of anti incumbency yeah. what i'm talking about is that you after up also you have to hold on to your forts in gujarat madhya pradesh chatisgarh and certainly try to win karnataka and up yeah. so there are five major states so normal this is when 2017 or in that was 2012 that's when people if people remember after narendra modi won the 2012 gujarat elections he gave a speech in hindi and that is when people said that you know the national uh, the delhi trip started mm. he actually made a joke ki aap sab bol rahe ho ki main delhi jaunga main ek din jaake wapas aa jaunga delhi in 2012 so Uh, that is December 2017, and th- I think that's when the national campaign will start because after you have Gujarat Himachal, then you have uh, Karnataka following in February or March 2018 at that time, and then you have the three, four big states. And this this elections, BJP did not have anything to lose. Starting from UP, BJP has everything to lose. Correct. Gujarat, Madhya Pradesh, Rajasthan, Chhattisgarh. उनका जो गढ़ था, the the western north central part of it. And UP, don't forget, they won 73 seats with Apna, alliance with Apna Dal, but 71 on their own last time. So how they do in UP? Right now, they don't look in a very comfortable position. And if they don't nominate a leader, a face, just like what they did in Assam, they are going to be hammered in UP.
Yeah. And by hammer diamond relative to what they gained in 2014, they, they, and that's when the dichotomy, the difference that Sunanda yeah. was saying that people vote differently in assembly and in Lok Sabha. That's when that's we'll when know. we'll know. Will manifest itself if they have no local campaign mm. and only base it off what they did in 2014. That's when you'll have a, a, this thing. But but a phenomenal victory for BJP. Congratulations to them. Congratulations to uh, yeah. Jay Lalita. Congratulations to Mamta Banerjee. Phenomenal mm -hmm. victories, and it's always good to see. Uh, um, you know, as we said, um, leaders who take fight to the road, to the street, and then come back, come uh, back victorious. It. it is, it's always... Uh, so before fun. we end, and because we've been getting a lot of praise for doing this, so, and people have been looking forward to this also, uh, your weekly recommendation promote for any song, music, movie for the week. Uh, this week, I would say that... Are you going with any Tamil song, Bengali song, a home song? Uh, no, mm -hmm. I was... Uh, uh, listening to some uh, Yesudas songs, which is always my favorite. Uh, I am uh, going to recommend if people, uh, listeners are Ayappa devotees, uh, there is an Ayappa volume 6, Ayappa Ganangal volume uh -huh. 6, which has disco themed Ayappa songs. <laughs> that uh, Yesudas so song, songs were, uh, uh, the music director was Ganga Yamaran, the brother of Ilai Raja. If you can type Ayappa volume 6, Ayappa Ganangal. Uh, by Ilai Raja, please do listen. And I, my recommendation would be that because we've talked about Assam so much, Bupen Azarika, you know, who was with the BJP actually once, the legendary voice of Assam, and his song Dil Hum Hum Kare from yeah. Dali, where he sang it and Lata sang another version of it, haunting melody. And you know, one thing I wanted to recommend. Um, Arnab Goswami, when he was not shouting down Pakistanis and you know do, doing stuff he does on TV studio, uh, I, I have to say I had a lovely moment, sort of lovely moment where he talked in as as amazed with uh, Sarbananda Sonowal when he won. He when he was in NDTV did this wonderful interview with Bhupen Azarika where he spent a long time with him. They cooked something, they went on a board, they talked about music. Watch that interview. Uh, I haven't watched that. Watch that watch. interview. Arunab Goswami with Bhupen Azarika. It's a beautiful, it's from 2004 or five, And I think um, Times Now telecasted it when Bhupen Azarika passed away. Uh, so on special, the, you know, they thanked NDTV and everywhere. And Sunanda, uh, your recommendation. I am actually going to promote a ghazal singer. And not many people know about her. And I think that she's one of the finest ghazal singers that um, India has produced after... Um, Begum Akhtar and she's Dr. Radhika Chopra. I would um, urge people to listen to how she sings Faz. I am uh, I'm somehow uh, someone who is uh, very old-fashioned when it comes to music. But um, listen to Dr. Uh, Dr. Radhika Chopra and listen to her how she sings Faz and Ghalib. And she's, she's beautiful. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Uh, as some would say, these elections have been nothing short of poetic. So it's yeah. just fitting, fitting that we end the puzzle. So uh, the, the, please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. We'll be back soon. This was a god one hour podcast. Yeah. So uh, if we went. Uh, we had to cover the entire we India. We had to cover entire India. We had to cover North, South, East, West. So, uh, and, and for people, I mean, we are all election watchers and love, you know, our election yeah. results and stuff. So, you'll be finding a lot more of this. Trust me, when the US elections comes, we'll be yeah. doing the same for US elections as well. Absolutely. And who the vice president nominees for Donald Trump remains to be seen. Well, if, whoever it is, the, you'll find it out on Mindmakers and we'll be discussing all about it. So, pl uh, please log in. Till then, it's a goodbye from Adhikapadia. Thank you for tuning in.